you are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On. Locked On. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast presented by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar out there and you can get your first box for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Just make sure you use that promo code LOCKEDON. I am your host Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today as always is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, what is going on sir? Not much, uh, you know. It's uh, we're, I'm in Hollywood, Los Angeles, and, and it's Golden Globe announcement day. So everyone's kind of scrambling to the news to see if they got nominated. And spoiler alert: I uh, I did not get nominated for anything. Mm. I'm sorry to disappoint everybody. But but is there any new movies out, anyways? Like, uh, you know, look, the they're Golden doing Gloves. their best they can to try to figure out who to nominate and and wh- who's who's eligible to be nominated and what movies even came out technically this year. Uh, you know, it's 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 all a mess, and, and frankly, anytime you look at the news, it, it's it's a mess. But 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 I I think there was some Cowboys items in the news that I figured that we should probably go over, uh, since you know since we're kind of moving on past Senior Bowl and into the uh, the, the the mainstream of the off season. Your segues kill me, man. It's just fantastic. <laughs> Every day, you're just so good at it. Uh, so, yeah, we've got some, actually a lot of news that we're going to get catch up on uh, that's happened over the last week. No Golden Globe nominees, unfortunately, for the Cowboys either. They didn't get any nominations either. So, cor- Correct. Um, let's, uh, let's start with Jason Witten, who officially, I don't even think we touched on this, but uh, Jason Witten decided to retire uh, last week from the NFL after 17 seasons. Uh, he did sign a one-day contract with the Dallas Cowboys, and then I believe it was like two or three days later, it was announced that he is going to be a head coach at a Texas high school, which is uh, kind of fun. So uh, first and foremost, Landon, what were your thoughts on Jason Witten retiring? Well, to be honest, my first thoughts were, man, it, it kind of sucks that you, you know, you, you you shot your chance to to have like this uh this you know like perfect cowboy legacy yeah well perfect like kind yeah. of ending to the career and you know yeah. like he had yeah. this this great ceremony and everything and and you know it was very touching and all it was great it was great it was fantastic it was really great and then he decides uh, to go uh you know to have a he does the Monday night football thing which was terrible and then you know he decided to come back and it you know obviously didn't go great and. Uh, then obviously he goes to the Raiders. Didn't go great. Jeez, that's an understatement of a lifetime. I'm trying to be nice here. The guy's <laughs> retired. He's an old man now. Uh, and by old man, I mean he's six years younger than I am. Um, <laughs> like I, I, you know, look. I, I think my thought process is that you know it's not surprising that Jason Witten's desire to. Uh, play football was stronger than uh, his desire to kind of go out in a Cinderella story. You know, mm. like I, I think he East. I, I never will blame anybody for wanting to continue to hang on absolutely. because you're only going to get so many years to play this game. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think that's fine. And I think that that's you know, it's just I, I I'm not I'm not you know 
hitting him about it. I, I, I just thought it was kind of an unfortunate yeah. thing. But I, I again, I understand he has that desire to play. And clearly he does because, you know, instantly the moment that he uh, retires from being a professional, he's stepping right into the, you know, yeah. entry level, uh, you know, of being a, a football coach, clearly on his way to, uh, uh, you know, a, a, a career there not just you know you know i don't think you you go to coach high school football at that point right after you've retired unless you're serious about making a career of it right so mm-hmm. uh I, you know look i think he's a, a great guy obviously i think he's uh he's got the kind of mentality and personality to be a fantastic coach uh, i have no doubts that he will be an incredible coach uh, I, I don't know, you know, what his X's and O's prowess is. I don't know. I mean, obviously, he clearly hmm. understands football on a, on a very, very high level. Uh, I, but I, I think, you know, going to high school and teaching uh, kids that age, I mean, that's going to be an incredible experience for those kids. And uh, they're going to have a, a really fantastic uh, head coach. And, 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 you know, we'll see how he develops from there. But uh, I have no doubts that he's going to put everything into it and that he's going to be an incredible role model for those kids. Uh, and, and as far as how he coaches, I think that's, you know, that, that remains to be seen. Yeah. I, I don't think it would have been all that surprising if Jason Witten got offered like tight end jobs in the NFL right now to be a coach. I think he probably had those opportunities, uh, but it sounds like he wanted to be in Texas. He I, it's Liberty Christian, I believe is a high school uh, that he, he signed up to coach at. And uh, that makes sense. He, he wants to be where he's, you know, been the last 18 years of his life. Uh, I get that. Um, can we just talk about the end of Jason Witten's career and I think why so many fans are bitter about you know what happened? Because, again, Jason Witten, Hall of Fame player, first ballot, easily, easily. I just think people got tired in 2019 when he came back and there was the perception that he was going to be like a mentor and a role model and he was only going to play 25 snaps a game. And he ultimately started every single game and played like 90% of the snaps. And he kind of hindered the development of Blake Jarwin and Dalton Schultz. That's that's really the only reason why people were so bitter about the way things ended with the Cowboys, correct? Sure. But I but we should also be clear to understand that the, the tight ends didn't see it that way. You know what I'm saying? Like, like Schultz and, and Jarwin... Or I mean, at least it doesn't feel like they 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 saw it that way. Uh, but I definitely, you know, look. I mean, from the outside looking in, as someone who uh, wanted to believe Jason when he said all that stuff, uh, you know, I thought it was it was to the detriment of the team that he was on the field more than he was. I mean, the, the amount that he was. Um, you know, I think it's ultimately uh, difficult to tell a hall of famer uh to to get off the field and 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 if that's the case then you know he should have been out of the locker room you know if if you can't control a player i mean even if it's in a positive manner like this like i I think well to be fair i think him and the head coach had a pretty special relationship well sure no absolutely i and i i think that i mean that's I, I don't know that we need to be fair there. Look, I, 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 no. <laughs> I, I, I'm a, uh, I'm a, I, I'm a Jason Garrett apologist for a, lo- a lot of things, but I, I, this is one, not one of them. I, I think yeah, that ultimately correct, at the correct. end of the day, uh, you know, Jason, Gar- Jason Witten is a, is a, you know, hall of fame player and, and, you know, a gold jacket wit. There's a reason we call him that, but I think that, you know, he, there is something to be said for players that can't be, reined in that can't be controlled that aren't you know necessarily working for the best of the team and I think that those kind of players 
come in a lot of different shapes and sizes, right? There's the there's mm-hmm. the typical you know locker room cancer type. There's the Antonio Bryant's, uh, Browns of uh, you know, not, maybe not th- right now, but of, of previous yeah, times, yeah. right? Of guys that are just tearing the locker room apart. I think To would d- definitely fall under that to a certain degree. But then there's also guys like Jason Witten who uh, are doing all the right things, right? Are, are mm-hmm. giving you their all, but their sheer presence and and the the gravity of who they are is uh is uh, uh, warping the perception of how good he pl- of a player he is and, and and thereby warping the perception of the coaches of when it's time to start you know looking on to the next player like Bar- uh, Jarwin or, or Schultz so yeah I mean I, yep. I think that's and, and I honestly I, I thought that was gonna be a problem you know no matter where Jason went and went because he just has that kind of unshakable faith that it, he will work himself into being a better player than you are. And for you know, 13 yeah, I mean, years, it, it worked. With the Raiders. Like 14 years, it, it worked. Yeah, it happened with the Raiders. Foster Moreau, a really you know solid up-and-coming tight end. He really beat him out, doubled the snaps this year, started seven games ahead of him. Uh, so, yeah, it, it happened with the Raiders. Uh, one last thing on Jason Witten before we move on. Do you know how many career games he missed? Uh, Man, no, I don't. Like three like it's got to be something crazy low right i didn't even haven't even thought about that one he missed oh, one with the broken jaw broke that's it right yeah oh my God. yeah he he played in 271 games he missed one his rookie year played in every single one since then that's that's just absolutely incredible yeah. longevity absolutely just i mean especially at that yeah. position like you know oh where you just get hit all, oh my gosh i i can't imagine how sore he was some of the sundays or the, you know the mondays after games so i mean just an all, incredible career all-time nfl tough guy you know, like, yes. all, you know, him yes. and uh, Mike Ditka I, I, I can battle yeah, it out for yeah. the all-time tough guy tight end position, t- tight end guy. You know what's great about Jason Witten, too, is, like, at the Hall of Fame, they'll show the one defining play yeah. of his career. And we all know what it is, mm-hmm. right? The helmet. I mean, no, you, when, you, right? when you think of Jason Witten, you think of that play of him running down the field against the Eagles. I believe it's on Sunday Night Football mm-hmm. without his helmet. It's Jason Witten, and they're going to show that in the Hall of Fame over and over again, and it's going to be absolutely fantastic. Um, Let's take a quick break, and we'll come back and we'll touch on some more Cowboys-related news. All right, Lennon, uh, we've got some former Cowboys that have landed elsewhere. Let's start with Chris Richard, Mm. uh, the former passing game coordinator slash defensive coordinator of the Cowboys. uh, Took the 2020 season off. I actually believe those are the words that Ian Rappaport used. Um, <laughs> being nice. Took the, took uh, the but, season off. <laughs> yeah, took the season off to, to recoup. And he is back with the Saints as the uh, secondary coach there. And I know a lot of Saints fans are excited. Uh, so to all the Saints fans that are listening to the podcast, and I know there's some out there, uh, what kind of coach are you getting in Chris Richard? Ooh, that's a loaded question. <laughs> um <laughs> Look, I, I think uh, I think he's he's probably going to be a fantastic defensive backs coach for them, right? Like, I, I think that if you're looking for somebody who is going to, uh, you know, identify with the players, challenge them, um, you know, work techniques hard, mm. you know, uh, really, really uh, get get the uh, the you know kind of fundamental techniques worked 
hard by this guy. Fiery coach. Yep. Yeah. I, I, this is your guy, right? He's going to be out there in cleats. Yes. He's going to be out there uh, uh, loud. He's going to be physical with these guys. He's going to be uh, uh, motivation, motivational. He's, you know, he's going to be in their face. He's going to challenge them. Uh, I think to, to the kind of players who who take to that kind of coaching, and I think that's a lot of NFL players, to be honest. Uh, they're gonna they're gonna love this guy. I think if you start going beyond that, I think that's where Chris Richard is gonna have problems. And look, I don't, I I can't speak with any certainty for sure. And, and maybe we should hedge all of this because a lot of this is coming second or third hand information and that sort of thing. But I, I think really the issue that. Uh, that came up with Chris Richard was kind of his stubbornness to uh, mm. to be flexible in how they were playing coverages, how they were disguising coverages pre-snap. Uh, now, I, I was actually talking to Bob Sturm about this the other day, and I, I agree. You're 100% right, Lane, and I think that's his biggest fault is he's stubborn. Now, is he stubborn because he's just stubborn or because – Jason Garrett and Rod Marinelli didn't really want a lot of creativity and flexibility there. They wanted one simple coverage that they could basically perfect. I Yeah, I have a hard time trying to push this under. I mean, we can push Jason Garrett under the bus for a lot of things. Well, I'm, and, and, I, well okay, let's <laughs> use, use Rod Marinelli because Rod Marinelli is that, right? He, he has – a couple things he does really well, and they're not gonna. You're not gonna change things up too much. Do you much think Matt Eberflus was doing that when he was the passing game coordinator? Because I don't. <laughs> yeah, you're probably. Right. Yeah, I, I, again, <laughs> I, I think some people really want to jump on the idea of blaming uh, uh, Garrett and 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 Marinelli for a lot of this stuff, but uh, no, I mean this is look. I, I, I mean this is a guy who. Uh, I mean, we've heard stories about him, you know, snapping back at players when they talk to him about trying to like disguise coverages in practice. You know, it's like I, I don't know, man. I, 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 yeah. I, this is this doesn't seem like it's uh, a Marinelli or a a, 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 a Richard thing. Yeah, a, this yeah, this feels yeah. like this was something Richard did, uh, and so I, I don't. I, I mean, that's just again. Secondhand information from anyone else, but I, I think if you compare what was happening when. Uh, when the uh, previous passing game coordinator was here, who's had a lot, of, you know, obviously Iberflus has had a lot of success with, at, at Indianapolis. And I don't think, it, you know, being forthcoming with what the coverage is pre-snap is exactly something that is part of his uh, his thing. So I, I tend to think that's a Chris Richard thing. Yeah, I I probably would agree. I do think the fit is really interesting, Landon, because I saw Mina Kimes from ESPN uh, the other day say. Uh, the, the Saints actually ran the least amount of cover three in the entire NFL last year. So um, this that, that fit is going changing. to be fascinating. <laughs> that might That's be- going to be changing. Or Chris Richard is going to be asked to coach a scheme that he's not, or you know, some coverages that he's not super familiar with. So uh, I'm fascinated to see how that works out. Uh, some other Cowboys-related news, speaking of Indianapolis, David Irving, uh, a former Dallas Cowboy and Las Vegas Raider, uh, visited with the Colts uh, just the other day. Uh, David Irving was reinstated back into the NFL last year. Uh, he did play in two games. He was inactive. He was actually a healthy scratch in a lot of these games because um, the weight was actually a problem. He, he he just was a little too heavy, and the Raiders didn't feel like they could, they could play him. So is the David Irving dream done, Landon? Because in 2017, he had seven sacks. He was really good. Since the 2017 season, he's played in four games, has one sack. 
am I am I foolish for thinking that David Irving could still be a thing in the NFL? Um, he's only twenty seven years old. Um, no, I don't think you're crazy. Uh, and and I think that the reason, I mean, again, not just to bring it up, it's Eberflus who's trying to bring him in, right? Correct. So I mean, that yes. that that's something there, right? I think. Eberflus saw firsthand exactly how this guy uh, was prop was deployed when properly deployed. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, look, David Irving is a lot like Randy Gregory where. Yes, he is. Yes. He's a freak of nature. Like he's just physically built to do this in a way that very few human beings are. Same with Alden Smith. Yeah. Th- these are three of the same type of guys. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Just physically gifted this uh an ability that you know can be coached up to to incredible heights but even when untapped even when just even in a a raw form is just so explosive that uh that he's able to uh just you know there's just a couple of handful of these guys probably around the world that are so athletic and so big and strong that even without focusing on it, they can just kind of roll off their couch and play NFL football. At, at some they're born to play football. Yeah. They're just born to play football. And, and, That's what it and is. And Irving, you know, despite his kind of neglect uh, of this ability to a large degree, and look, I, you know, I don't have, I don't blame somebody for uh, wanting to do a whole bunch of different stuff. I don't blame somebody for being upset with the marijuana policy in the NFL. Sure, it's terrible, absolutely. and that's why they fixed it. But uh, yes. uh, you know, I, I think that. Beyond all that, I, I I don't think it's a stretch to say that he has kind of wasted away a lot of his good years uh, when he had opportunity. Where uh, you know, kind of in comparison to Randy Gregory, I, I think Gregory struggled with what is, was going on in, in his career and has been d- trying a lot harder with uh, uh, with a lot more headwind against him to get back into the NFL. It Correct. it feels like David Irving, you know, kind of slunk out of the NFL and then is trying to slink back in, right? Like, it, it, it doesn't feel like there was a lot of, uh, uh, you know, pushback from him trying to get back in. Um, and it also feels like he isn't really putting in nearly the effort that Randy Gregory seemingly mm. did. So I still think that, you know, beyond all that, um, he has that kind of physical ability to just turn it on and and if he gets serious about it again at 28 uh then uh, then you know there's there's no doubt in my mind that he could quickly get up to a, a place where he's a starter in, 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 in on an nfl yeah. team and if not that like a valuable rotational player all the way up to i, I mean listen if he really rededicated himself he could be a pro bowler you know i, I just yeah, think he has doubt. that kind of a natural ability yeah, without a doubt. And I think it's interesting, again, that the Colts are bringing him in uh, because they have a player that's, I don't want to say similar, but kind of similar in DeForest Buckner, right? Another one of these six foot six, 300 pound guys that can play on the edge, can play interior defensive line. If you're bringing David Irving off the bench and he's rotating in, I think you can you can get some solid production out of there at the very least. There's really no downside here for Indianapolis. And I know people are wondering, why don't the Cowboys bring him back? Um, I don't know. It, it feels like just that kind of time has passed, right, Landon? Like I think Jerry Jones still really loves him, I, but this I don't this know. could easily turn into a situation. I mean, here's the problem with this guy, right? Is that potential will get you burned, 
you know yeah, i mean ultimately yeah. at the end of the day if, if unfulfilled potential is what gets people fired you know like yeah so using a roster spot on this guy uh when you've seen firsthand like his level of commitment to football uh you know it, it's probably tough for the cowboys they they did this for two or three years of trying to get yeah. him to a spot where and, and i think that they got obviously as successful as anybody right uh oh for sure but, well, but yeah, I, without a doubt. I think i think ultimately at the end of the day they've wasted a lot of time and energy here uh, and even though you know there's they, they don't have a ton of talent at the position, I, they need to develop Tristan Hill and Novell Gallagher. Yeah, I, that's really what I it think. Is. That, and honestly, I think there is some concern too about uh, you know he, he the the makeup of your defensive tackle room uh, if you bring in a, a David hmm. Irving because look he's not a, a malcontent. But I, I don't know that he has the best uh, – uh, that he's the best influence on younger players if he well, was to be an influence. Because of the thing, things we just mentioned, right? He was somebody who could roll out of bed and be a productive pass rusher yeah. in the NFL. And he's talked about that. Yeah. He's talked about, you know, being uh, – He there was actually an interview not too long ago about how he was drunk going into practices and games yeah. and nobody could block him. Yeah. He's just that type of player. So Rolando I think you're right. that's a defensive tackle essentially. Yeah, I think he's going to catch on somewhere. I'm rooting for him because I love watching yeah. David Irvin when he's healthy. I agree. Um, please, please go to the Colts. That would be so much fun. Uh, let's take one more quick break, and we'll talk about the Dallas Cowboys Super Bowl odds. Just wanted to take one more quick break to tell you guys about Bet Online. We've got the Super Bowl coming up. We've got basketball. We've got UFC. And there's only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust with our bets, and that is betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code LOCKED ON for your 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action and don't forget to use the promo code LOCKED ON to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit bet online your online sportsbook experts i also want to tell you about our old friends at built bar you guys know about built bar it's the best protein bar out there it's hard to even explain it it's real chocolate with amazing flavors and a great combination of low calories high protein and low sugar with no crazy additives best of all they taste absolutely fantastic. You guys know that I have one every single day, and they are releasing six new flavors, including caramel brownie, cookies and cream, and apple almond crisp. Go to BillBar.com and use promo code LOCKDOWN, and you'll get $10 off your first box. Again, that is BillBar.com. All right, Landon, our friends at BetOnline.ag have released uh, their updated Super Bowl odds for 2022, um, and I think feel like these are really really interesting so in the nfc can you can you guess who's the favorite to to win the super bowl for 2021 hmm. for 2021 correct i i mean green bay maybe it's the rams actually the rams of, the rams ahead of the packers and tampa bay is just below that and then there's a drop-off. Um, there's a Seattle. There is a Saints, which that's ridiculous. The Saints aren't going to do yeah. it next year. Cowboys sitting at 22-1 to 1 behind teams like the Miami Dolphins, the Cleveland Browns, the 49ers, the Chargers. Is 22-1 to 1 good value here, or do you feel like the Cowboys are still a year away? I mean, if if... <laughs> If the Saints are up there, then sure. <laughs> like, <laughs> the, I, there, there's no way the yeah. Saints are going to be up there. I, I mean, look, I'm I, just calling my shot. I, 
I think that the Cowboys c- could certainly make a run for it next year. Like, you know, they, they, they come back with, with, with the offense that they had this year. Uh, if Dak gets re-signed, there's not any reason to think that they wouldn't have a top five passing, a top five offense next year. Um, yeah. You know, they could short things up. I think they're certainly in the running. Um, I, I, I think that the Rams, I mean, you know, the, just to show you the amount of uncertainty, the Rams being the top of that is just silly, right? Like, I, I just, I don't know. Like, I understand that they went to the playoffs last year and they upgraded a quarterback, but I, I think they're really discounting the losses of what they're about to get hit, hit on on defense. Uh, mm-hmm. And I don't know that the offensive line is is gotten any better. It's old. Yeah. No, it's so, old too. Uh, yeah, I, I think the Cowboys have – you know, I, I would put the uh, yeah if it's, if it's just randomly betting, I, I would put the odds the Cowboys similar to the Rams. I think I, I don't know, maybe I'm, maybe I'd be too optimistic, but I, I don't know. I, I don't think that there's anything about the Rams next season. Uh, there's a lot, uh, you know, before this before this trade for the Rams, the Rams were facing quite a uh, <laughs> quite an off season ahead, you know, and and now they're facing it with an upgraded quarterback to be sure, but no first round picks for the next, you know. 25 years or whatever it is like it's it's so well not only that the i mean i i think the rams are going to be good so when i'm, I'm saying all this too. to say that i just i think they're going to be an excellent team i just don't know if they're a super bowl team yeah they're scheduled right now with the cap being at 181 which could actually be lower than that uh to be about 30 million dollars over the cap uh they're going to save a little bit of money when the the golf trade becomes official but still 20 million dollars over the cap with no first round picks a bunch of free agents still uh, out there, uh, they lost their defensive coordinator in Brandon Staley, uh, who was really, really good. That roster is so top heavy too. So if you have any injuries at all, yeah. it's going to be awfully, awfully hard to overcome it. And we saw that with this year, right? You know, they had an injury to Cooper Cup. The offense kind of fell apart, and you know, with this team being older, even guys like Aaron Donald is older. Michael Brockers is getting older. Andrew Whitworth is certainly in the twilight of his career. I don't know. I feel like I, I feel like I do agree, Landon, that the Cowboys should be similar odds to them. I mean, they certainly certainly should be ahead of the 49ers, I would think. Right? They're they're just a better team than the 49ers. Even with you know, I know the 49ers had a bunch of injuries, but the Cowboys they've got a better quarterback. Yeah, quarterback. And that's what yeah. makes me feel yeah. feel better about them. Yeah, I mean, again, so, I think it's it's incredibly difficult, you know, to to make these guesses right now. But uh, you know, a lot of this. Uh, just to you know, to be clear on betting lines is a lot about trying to get action. You know, trying to get sure. people to to act sure. on it. So I have to wonder if a lot of this action isn't high because uh, you know because the trade just happened, right? Like, and, yeah. and people. Are what about the currently. what about the Eagles at thirty to one? That's crazy. That's <laughs> what, what are the Cowboys at? What are the Cowboys at? Uh, Twenty two. Yeah, one. that's crazy. That's nuts. <laughs> that's nuts. Uh, I, I just thought that one was funny. The Bears are at fifty to one. I feel like the Bears are a way better bet than the Eagles. They figure out that quarterback situation. They're good. The Eagles, <laughs> Eagles have no chance. There's, there's, that's, that's there's something just imminently hilarious about the idea of of the, 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 the saying, if they figure out their quarterback situation, like it isn't the I most... I know, but the rest of that team is better. If it good, isn't, like, like it I, isn't the whole thing. Like if it isn't the whole enchilada <laughs> figuring out I, the quarterback situation. I know, but the Eagles are the... I mean, not the opposite. They... They don't have their quarterback uh, situation figured out, and the rest of the team is bad. So, 
I don't know. It's just it, that one was funny to me. Shout out to the guys at betonline.ag. You guys have some great Absolutely, lines up there. Make yeah. sure you guys are going to bet on them. Use your free welcome bonus, 50% off your first deposit. Uh, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow the show at Lockdown Cowboys. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB. And I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we will see you next time.